just start it like this? I mean, it's we're rolling, we're talking, so hot let's mic, go. hot mic. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> on on the podcast today, uh, I have uh, Amanda Berry, who uh, is from BC Beer Awards fame, Central City fame. You're just famous, I guess. Um, before we get into it, I want to talk about your energy level and the likelihood <laughs> that you're going to talk too fast because we we're talking about coffee and. I, I left because I forgot my headphones because I'm all fucked up. I've been at home with my kids for a couple of days, and so I'm not really on the right sleeping pattern. But um, I'm on my fourth cup of coffee. And I'm on my third cup of coffee. Yes. Now, I will say that when I have, like, when I get up in the morning, no matter what time, it doesn't matter if I get to sleep in, which I don't, but I am a zombie until I, it has to, if it touches my lips, all of a sudden I'm like, just like that. No. I'm ready to go. And you should get like one of those shirts or one of those posters or what is a bumper sticker that's like, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Hashtag should, basic. Yeah, you should get one of those. I don't have a nice enough car to put it on. That's true. Um, so you said that you only drink half decaf, half caffeinated coffee. Yeah. But that's been recent and I want to know why and when you changed. And you don't have to get into the nitty gritty details of why. I think I just turned that age that I dreaded. 10 years ago when people were like, oh, things change where like you have to go to bed early or your hangovers get worse. I'm like, ooh, I can't have a coffee in the afternoon now. Otherwise, I'm just like, zoom. Yeah. I, I always feel like I would, I'd have an easier time giving up beer than coffee for me. Totally, because then I could just go to wine or bourbon. That's a very good point. <laughs> I meant alcohol, but I see where you're coming from. But I, and I, I crazy, Jordan. I feel like we're in the same age program. We don't need to talk about how old you are or how young you are, I should say. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know we're probably not as old as Kevin, which is great. Um, but I will say that you talk about hangovers. And in our industry, obviously, there's, there's drinking. Now, I do less and less of it. Um, your job uh, at, at Central City is basically to go out and drink. Um, I mean, that's not your job, but as repping beer... You know, you often have to go to events, have beers, wine and dine people. And I, I just shudder at when I see your Instagram posts and everything of going to Whistler Beer Fest. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> how bad is everybody going to feel on Sunday? Um, how bad did everybody feel on Sunday? Well, I didn't get lost this year. So oh, that was a good. really big deal. But the people that got me home got lost. So that was really funny. Um, I'm not the one that ordered tequila at one o'clock in the morning. However, I did consume it. Yeah. But I, ha- I have my like tricks. I have my coconut water. I have my kombucha the next morning. I drink a lot of water. You know, I'm a professional. So I, you know, it's like I'm like an athlete. I know what to do to <laughs> get myself in prime shape. And honestly, on the Saturday, I didn't really drink at the festival. It was yeah. pouring rain. I just went back to the room and had a hot tub and a coffee. And half calf yeah. and just chilled out and yeah it, it's um it's the water in between that's key and yes. you're right you have to become a professional at it and yeah. i find that all these years of drinking beer i'm really good at monitoring my beer level like yes. i never rarely will i drink too much beer where i feel like a bag of dicks the next day mm-hmm. but i was out on the weekend a friend of mine turned 40 and this friend, for whatever reason, even though he's 40, still likes to go out until all hours of the night. So I thought that it would be a good idea if we went out earlier. It was a Saturday. Everybody likes drinking in the afternoon. This would be perfect. And, but he just made us continue to drink <laughs> still until 3 a.m. Oh, and so, oh I know. I, uh, exactly. Oh, <laughs> and um, I was totally unable to do anything the next day. But it was because of cocktails, Right. Oh, yes. Ooh, yeah. no. So we drank no I'll beer that you. night, and, and the cocktails are what really messes me up. And so, and I don't have, I guess I don't do it enough to know 
my limits stay within it. And uh, that's a BC Lottery Corp thing, isn't it? Or is uh, that yeah. A, yeah. No, no, yeah. It's gambling. Yeah. Gambling oh. thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't do that either because I don't know my limits. <laughs> I can't stay with you it. gamble with the risk of a hangover <laughs> the next day. Hey, man, my dad paid for my wedding on, like, Kino winnings. Really? Wow. Yeah, partially paid for the wedding on Kino that's winnings. That's impressive. I didn't know yeah. anyone won Kino ever. I just thought it was a trick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to go. I don't about, know. That, that and taxi tips. <laughs> really? Yep. That's cr- uh, yeah. wow. I, That's um, funny though, because I was actually just going to say I thought only taxi drivers played Kino. <laughs> That's exactly there you go. what he does. So, there yep. you go. How about that? <laughs> You're right, Kevin. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, I went to. I remember I went to Vegas. Um, this was probably like ten years ago now, and we we were coming back from the pool. Me and some friends of mine. It was obviously the stag for a friend, and we all sat around this blackjack table, and like the table got hot. And we were there, <laughs> and I, I can't remember how much money I went. When? Yeah, it is, it is early, isn't it? How many more coffees do you yeah, need today? Right? How much money I won. Um, but I remember being a lot at the age I was. And I, so I was like, okay, this is great. I came back, and I was going to university at the time. And so some friends of mine, we never had classes on Wednesday morning. So Tuesday, we go out to the casino, because um, we all had this great oh, experience in Vegas. And just lost so much money yeah yeah i think you, yeah i think they say you you lose more than you win yeah well that's how they stay in business yeah. but i like the idea of gambling um but i have a rule now that a friend of mine told me and it's it's a really good rule is that he likes gambling as well but he only gambles if he's not within like 200 kilometers of where he lives oh. so like it means that you don't gamble like as a habit you gamble when you're on vacation or right. when you, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. So right. which, uh, yeah, which, which I enjoy. Hmm. Uh, anyways, well, um, back to what we actually brought you here to talk about, <laughs> which wasn't gambling. gambling. Excessive think, drink. Yeah, we haven't even touched on it yet. Yeah. Although I, I will say, cause I just want to bring it back to Whistler beer fast. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's do that. Because, so this was the first year that we didn't go. I noticed that. Because it fucking rains every year. <laughs> yeah, so we're like, okay, well, what we should do is go up and just do some tap takeovers, mm-hmm. you know, sell some beer, yeah. and still be up there as a part of it. But every year I'd go up, because my folks um, have a, they live a, have a little place in Whistler that we can go to, so it's a nice excuse for me to go up and see them and then do the event. But I was so tired of getting wet all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, sure enough, the year that we don't do it, it's going to be beautiful. And then it poured rain. Yeah, it was, yeah no, yeah. I bought a brand new rain jacket going up there. And I've got blundstones now. So I was perfectly kitted out. Yeah. yeah. Four layers, mats yeah, on the I mean, the it ground. still doesn't necessarily make it enjoyable, but no. makes it I a little like bit more uh, tolerable. I tolerable is yes. a very good yeah. word. It was fun, though. Like, I mean, that festival is always fun. And everybody yeah. is super kitted yeah. out for the rain. What They have like 3,000 people on the Saturday. Yeah. It was yeah. coming down, going sideways, and coming back up. And that's when I was like... <laughs> Um, there's two dark beers here. I've off shift. I've had them. I'm going back to the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's his fun weekend, and like I used to take the team up and everything. Um, I just feel like it gets cursed a little bit. So yeah, I can't actually. I can't recall a weekend up there with good weather. Maybe the first one. Yeah, maybe that I, I was wore, it. I wore a yeah. tank top. I wore a pink skirt. I remember this oh, specifically. It was go. hot. Yeah, it was huh. hot. I, I will say that this episode takes the award for the most conversation before I actually get yeah, into the first question. For sure. We oh haven't my even God, there's questions? The uh, yeah. George I think these are so how prepared. podcasts actually go. Is this just talking for a while about... Uh, yeah, sometimes. I don't listen to them, so I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Yeah, I know. Um, how did you get into beer? Oh, this is a fun story. So it actually kind of brings me back to how Scott and I met. Um, years ago, when I first moved to Vancouver, I used to hang out at Toby's on Commercial Drive. Okay. I didn't know a ton of people, and I met these dudes while I bought a cell phone from, I think it was like Radio Shack or something. 
Toby's had Rickard's Red on tap. And I'd always chosen to drink something better than what mm-hmm. I thought was mm-hmm. crap. So yeah. back in Kitimat, because I'm a Kitimat girl, okay. instead of Kokanee, I would be like, let's get drugs of Kokanee Gold. I'm oh, so I, fancy. Also Kokanee Gold. Yeah. Kokanee yeah. Gold, yeah, 19 years old. And I would actually <laughs> return it, because I was like, this tastes weird. Now I know what off flavors mm. are. Yeah, there you go. Um, so then, yeah, that kind of led into like drinking Granville Island, drinking the mixed packs of Rickers. And then um, when I was going to Toby's, you know, I would like plan all my homework while I was in school. So I could spend more time watching hockey with these two random dudes that I just befriended. <laughs> um, and then I met Scott and he was working in the States and he was coming home with flats of fat tire from Costco mm. every Friday. So I was like, this guy's cool. And he brings me beer. I'm going to marry him someday. <laughs> and that's just kind of how it happened. And then um, a girlfriend of mine from Kitimat started dating Chris Biersgaard. Okay. And he lived a couple blocks up the street from us. And that was like the four of us basically went to our first cask festival at um, Dick's which is where I met Monica. I bought a ticket from her and I was like, oh my God, I really want to be friends with that girl. I think she was like one of my like original girl crushes. And I was like, she's cool. She's in beer. She's a babe. Must be friends with her. And I mean, it was kind of like history after that. So how long ago was that? Over 10 years ago. Yeah, it's crazy because I, I, yeah. I knew that you'd been in like the industry for a while. Yeah. And um, back when I- Chris was trim. <laughs> Chris is Trim. Chris, Chris is a robust teddy bear, and we love him for it. <laughs> Chris was trim. I have photos. Really? I'll show you one day. I have, they have to like come up in my reminders, and I have to like save them at this point because people keep asking. He was trim. It was yeah. a cheese party at Danielle's house. He wore this jacket. He looked great. Not that he doesn't look great now. I love you, Chris. Um, but I just—that's how long we've been friends for. And wow, that's, that's how long great. I've been in the industry Crazy. for, essentially. And. Then Monica recruited me for camera and five years of volunteering my soul for, for no money and putting on events and <laughs> yeah 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 I didn't realize that you started with what's happened to camera now let's like is this, can I, we talk Cough, about that? I have no idea okay yeah I mean <laughs> I, I just it was still exists it does right? does but, it why well, I mean I I assumed it does does it, it need to I don't know yeah actually that's that's a probably a better I think question. that's what yeah. we, I think that was kind of ultimately what happened with camera is I just don't know there's enough people that have the passion, energy, drive, or desire to deal with the internal workings of what camera is. And there's just a lot of like internal little finicky things that shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. An advocacy group should be advocating. And I, yeah. I haven't really seen that since Monica and I left. So it's weird. Like I, I it's, the industry we're in is kind of odd where people are, they're very, I mean, it's not odd. It's, it's great. There people are really passionate about mm-hmm. it, but sometimes they get passionate about it in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And definitely and, a little intense. Yeah. yeah. And if yeah. your views don't line up with somebody else's views, it, it actually is like, I don't know. I find that there's not a lot of wiggle room or, or, mm-hmm. or yeah. a conversation I, about the other. I feel like the size. last thing like I remember with camera was the whole true pint thing. <laughs> oh, the fuss. And yeah. And it, it was, <laughs> oh, I hate it, talking well, about it was that crazy. One. <laughs> like I felt like it was so intense. Like camping. Intense. <laughs> just like that. Like, that's one of my Seriously, favorite jokes. I've been saying that for 10 years. Yeah, it's good. I, I can't stop. No, you shouldn't stop. stop. It's a good ever. one. No, never. Can't stop, won't stop. I have to say this thing like, camera, everything that everybody did, thank you, thank you, thank you. But mm-hmm. I think the beer scene has just moved past what camera, the camera doesn't have a point, a point of purpose right. anymore in right. the scene. And like, everybody is doing something to help yeah, beer yeah, yeah, yeah. propel and keep moving. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm so thankful for everything that everybody has done. I just, yeah. I just don't know if there's a purpose right. anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know? no, that's, I, that's I remember going to the like the camera events or their that the, was me. Yeah, their and their AGMs and everything <laughs> yeah. like that because yeah. you used to be able to get a corporate membership. Yeah, which I understand why they removed because I, I yeah. get it. If you're, av- anyways, but I always used to have a good time. Like everybody mm-hmm. seemed re- was really friendly. You know, you run into people you know, and and um, but being on volunteer run boards, Woof. it is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it Woof. is it is difficult to get anything 
done and it can be frustrating. And I'm assuming that that's probably what, what happened. Yeah. Also, I don't know what the fuss is that you guys were talking about. So there was like a thing for a while and it was essentially basically calling out restaurants, pubs, well, other places for advertising pints but oh. not pouring and true full pints. Yeah, and I think it was basically the whole point of it was to fess up to serving size. So yeah. it was a it was an education-driven campaign to really sort of get people to to say, hey, we're not selling a pint, we're selling a sleeve or whatever. But ultimately, in the end, I know the execution was wrong. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't really have... Um, yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan of the yeah. way it was executed. I think, I, yeah. I think the model itself and yeah. the purpose was really good. Um, I just, I wasn't... I just didn't agree yeah. with it ultimately yeah. in the end. And it was just, it's, it was a way to change um, just the verbiage behind yeah. what you're serving. Right. And that was the main purpose. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think that was the right, uh, the like right sort of idea. Mm-hmm. It just, I think, as you said, and like, I just remember it seeming aggressive uh, and harsh. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It, and, and especially calling out like establishments that also were probably just like, Oh, our corporate supporters yeah. Or, yeah. or like, or also <clears throat> we're just going like, Oh, like we didn't know, or like, you know, or calm honest. down. This is totally inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways, and that, anyway, that's just sort of the last, after that, I just sort of feel like I just camera, you know, I knew it still existed cause I know a lot of people that have been mm-hmm. involved, but, um, just wasn't aware of what was going on. This makes sense now because I, I, when I started, when we started stealing Oak and I'd worked the tasting room mm-hmm. and I remember some, some guy came in and he was like, really like intense about like what our glass size was now we don't advertise our glasses as any size it's a glass of beer and <gasps> oh. and i know and and so he was the one that educated me on that you might want to edit that out weights and measurements canada will be knocking at your door well you know it's it's that. i mean it's just not on the menu they're 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 12 ounce they're 12 ounce pours but it's a 13 and a half ounce glass because you know originally and even still to this day uh, like obviously our, our original brewer was German trained. So he was obsessed about like, you know, an inch and a half of head on this thing. And so we're like, <laughs> well, we can't serve something under 12 ounces. People are going to be pissed. Well, can we get, we could get 13 and a half ounce glasses, fill it to a point and then, um, and then have some, like some good head on it. And then some guy came in and he was upset that the beer wasn't poured to like the very top of the glass. Was he English? Because that's a very English thing is it? as well. Yeah, and yeah. I don't. I, and I was trying to explain. He's like, "Well, what size? What size is this?" I'm like, "It's a 12 ounce pour." And he's like, "Well, I want 12 ounces then." And I'm like, "Well, actually, it's a 13 and a half ounce glass." Um, so yeah. this is where this 12 ounce line is. And he's like, "Well, I don't see a line written on." It. I'm like, "Motherfucker, it's four and a half dollars." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And and uh, but then that so that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and, maybe that yeah. was probably right around that time, yeah. or or maybe it was just a or just a British guy who was mad that he didn't have a full pour beer yeah yeah, yeah. and i'm not referring to any particular british guy at all i'm just saying <laughs> we know you're not making general. fun of it. we're not even not talking about adam it's all i good. love you old chappy <laughs> pants yeah no i mean i used to live in england and it was like i remember going to the bar and like everybody you got straight to the line yeah. and like trying yeah. to carry three pints, proper yeah, pints yeah, back yeah. to my girlfriend I mean, you're just gonna spill like, most of it by the time you get back to the table anyway yes totally 100 percent. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I get it too i i, I and i don't you but know, i'm all for I think proper advertising. I agree. There's enough sizes. false advertising <laughs> yeah. in the world. Maybe we should start advertising their 12 ounce pours. That's ah, nah, okay. okay. I gotta, I gotta do those signs. You just did. You, it's on the radio. They're, They're 12 ounces well, in a 13 and a half ounce. Different. It's on the radio. You ra- said 12 ounces. No, I meant radio podcast. Podcast. It's the radio. I know you, two, internet, I know you both are very un. What, uh, or what's the, your podcast illiterate? Yeah. I listened to my first podcast today. Guess which one she listened really? to? It was yours. It was Leah's. <laughs> awesome. Yay. Thank you. Very yeah. first ever, and not because I just I just never had the opportunity. Yeah. You I'm know, a little bit busy sometimes. So. I don't I don't listen to them either. Um, <laughs> yes, you do. No, I actually I don't listen to. <laughs> I listen to, just I listen to mine. I actually haven't listened to the Leah one yet, uh, just because I haven't had time. Because I, I said this earlier in a different 
podcast episode, I'm sure, because I repeat myself probably all the time. Um, I don't commute. So like, I don't know when I have time to listen to podcasts. And so that's my big problem is that I don't, I don't have a drive. I live five minutes from the brewery. You live in New West? Yeah, I'm just up the street. Oh Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Oh, you (laughs) motherfucker. If you could see her face right now. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean the place that's tattooed on my arm? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because with that BC beer memes uh, hit me up for being so New West. I'm like, oh, if that that person knew that I had a new, the, the map of New West tattooed on my arm. Do you really? Yeah. (gasps) <gasps> Fact. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Can't get more new ass than that. Uh, I think so. you could if you tried. I think like I if, think it, you if you just got like a like a full <laughs> chest piece. Full. That just said like full like you know, old English kind of lettering just says New West right across your chest. Yeah. Yeah. I think it you says should on do the it. back. We're the real royal city, Guelph, Ontario. Hey, that's where I was born. In Guelph? Yeah. The other yeah. royal city? Yeah. Look at you now. I know. I both royal cities. How about that? You guys Jesus. are so cute. Yeah. Um, Hi, Amanda. Hot mic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How did you get involved with the BC Beer Awards? Um, I think it was a couple years in. I actually uh, had left my day job. Uh, well, I was kind of forced out because we were... I worked in television advertising for KVOS TV. Oh, really? And it was bought by another company called Memorable Entertainment. So, um, yeah, lots of golden oldies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a bunch of us got laid off. And at that time, I was super already doing all of my camera stuff at work because I didn't have a lot of stuff to do during my day mm-hmm. and um, even our camera guy used to do all of my posters for camera events so anyways got laid off <clears throat> and then um, Jerry who used to run Brewery Creek right. was like hey do you want to come on and you know take on the job of, of BC Beer Awards event coordinator um, and also work at the store two days a week I was on EI working seven and a half hours on a Monday day and a Friday day allowed me to top up my EI. So I kind of, it was kind of great. And that's kind of how I got into it. My first event was 300 people and over 35% of the tickets were like promo. And I was like losing. I was like, I'm not going to make any money off this festival. I made $900. That was how much I took home. I felt so good about myself. I was like, this is money. So big difference now. <laughs> so was that? So did BC Beer Awards already exist when you came in? Or was yeah, yeah. So it was part of ECBW, which right. I think Leo went over. Um, so Jerry yeah. and Chester, they just took it into October. Got it. Um, and then October, I can't remember the year it was declared, but it was declared by the province that October was BC Beer Month. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then it essentially became the signature events of BC Beer Month. Right. And yeah. then so where was the first event at? So the first event for me yeah, was for at you. Chapel Arts. Oh, what the yeah. hell is Chapel That's, Arts? Uh, like, yeah, like East Cordova. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a cool building. Really cool yeah, building. It's right yeah. in the middle of, you know, it's like it, right by Oppenheimer Park. If it's not in New West, I'm not aware of it. It's in East Van, the other place that you... Oh, know. that I go to. The Big Smoke. Yeah, yeah the Big Smoke. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so it was super, super tiny. Um, and from there, we went over to the Croatian. And the Croatian, we just had the one room. And then from there on, I was like, well, let's get the other room. Let's get the lobby. Let's get the side room. So, yeah. yes, we are going to be at the Croatian again this yeah. year. But we are, yeah, we're maxed out on space. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. So are you guys not to, you know, I mean, I don't know the deal you have with the Croatian Cultural Center, but do you guys always look for other, I mean, oh, I don't yes. know where other spots would be. There that would doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I need a spot that will house 2,000 people, transit accessible. Yeah. I mean, I could pay the rent. I just, I just need something to yeah. exist. Yeah. Nothing yeah. exists. The usual suspects that you think, all the hotels, they don't work carpeted reasons not enough mm. capacity the convention center can only delicense six times a year and right. everybody that gets that delicense date right or for event is grandfathered in for years and years yeah, so yeah. Right. i do really want the new um when it happens the harbor event space okay i i, I will slap down like five years of deposit just to secure the harbor that. where's that you know where the edgewater casino is oh downtown? that's where the bc craft brewers conference is yeah, this year so we did actually look at that a couple of years oh, ago okay. but for me knowing that that building will ultimately be torn down right 
I wasn't comfortable leaving Croatian until yeah. I know that we can have a new space secured forever. So they're going to tear down the old Plaza of Nations and build and rebuild it. Yeah. yeah, great. Yeah, I used Let's to work go. in that building. Really? Yeah. When, what, I worked, when I worked for no, I worked for the Beat. Oh, really? The first yeah. ever for the Beat. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin and I uh, are from radio. Yeah. I, you, you, know, don't you, say. you couldn't tell it by the looks by our faces, right? Microphones. Uh, that was yeah. a knee slap, if yeah, you guys couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah we picked it up. <laughs> um, but I remember the first ever VCBW event that was opening night was at the Croatia, or at, um, over in the Plaza of Nations, at mm-hmm. a nightclub over there. Yeah. I remember that. And I remember having to chat with, uh, it was either Josh or Dustin from 33 Acres about Yelp reviews. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> wow. I, I don't know why that stuck out, that sticks out in my yeah, head that know. we were talking about Yelp, but I, I mean, Yelp still exists, but does yeah. anyone, does, it? does anyone pay attention though? Well, does yeah, it? I think it exists to all does the people that, to? no, again, another well, you one. Google, no. um, like if you Google your brewery name, the Yelp review yeah. comes up pretty, pretty high. They, they have paid the, so much money for that. I bet they have so much, they're the most aggressive salespeople yeah. I've ever met. Yeah. Mm. Like they're incredible. Cause no one wants, no one wants what they're selling. No, no, I, that's, that is very true. But anyways, um, so, okay. So. That was the first ever BC Beer Awards, 350 people. That was my first one, yeah. Yeah, your first one. And then how long did it take you before you moved to the Croatian Cultural Center? The next year. The next year. Yeah. So, and that would have been, do you remember what year that would have been? So, 2012, we were at Chapel, so 2013. 2013, right? Because we opened in 2014, and it it was at Croatian Cultural, I remember that. Mm -hmm. And we didn't win shit, and I was real pissed. Oh. Yeah, I know. Are you over it? I am over it because we win all the time now. Except now that I've said that, (laughs) I'll win this year. You've you've cursed. cursed. (laughs) I've cursed it. I've cursed it. Um, I have nothing to do with the judging. You can't bribe me. No, we're not going to. But I want to talk about it because I find it fascinating um, that there's how many entries this year? We actually capped it at 1,200 entries. And that's based on just like, honestly, how many people we can actually physically get to come and judge and how many sessions. So it starts tonight. And we're actually using the Croatian this year as well. So we've rented out the side rooms um, and we've got a reefer truck and security and all that kind of stuff. Um, Sorting happened on Tuesday. But yeah, we had to cap it. And um, poor Chester got a call on Friday, the the deadline day, to get your your entries in. Um, Because we have deadlines. They're in emails and Everybody should be aware of them. Uh, two o'clock in the afternoon, he gets a call from a, a brewery. Oh, I can't get in. I can't get in. It's like, yeah. well, we closed at noon because we camped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we. And they, were, they, they waited. And that's just the most important part. Do not wait to do anything BC Beer Awards related. <laughs> yeah. Please, please, please. If you hear anything I say ever, do not delay. Yeah. Every year, it's a classic <clears throat> move of mine to not buy enough tickets and then, oh, and then try and buy more. And then and I always get called out. And people are like, why don't you just buy enough tickets at the beginning? And I say, because I'm pessimistic. <laughs> and so but I, buy tickets because <laughs> you, you could be the hero amongst your friends and be like, hey, yo, I'm flush with tickets and you can that's make true. it and rain. then I can be that person that's yeah. blocking yeah. tickets at the end and yeah. then everybody can call you and then you can feel what I feel yeah I know when you get an e- <laughs> when you get an email from, from me being like hey it's Jordan I delete those I know you do um, <laughs> sanity so okay so you get 1200 entries which is insane because we noticed that too where insane. so Eric I was away on the Friday and then Eric actually our, our head brewer Eric submitted ours in the morning oh thank goodness yeah and um, but then he had two beers that were bottle conditioning we weren't sure if we were going to enter them or not mm-hmm. and then he's like oh you know what I think I think they'll be great by the time they get to uh, to the tasting let's enter them and it was capped, right? And I, and so he's like, "Oh my god!" They, I'm like, "Oh, thank you know, thank God we got all our other stuff in." Yeah. And um, but uh, but I'm like, "Holy shit!" If you waited till the end of day, you're screwed. You're screwed, right? And and I remember like I remember one year 
I can't remember if it was last year. No, it wasn't last year. It might have been the year before that four wins forgot to enter in time. It was a couple years ago. Yeah. And that hurt us too, but ultimately we are deadline based. No, we I just stand by those yeah. rules. And, you know, sometimes there are little caveats and I, I did actually find a caveat, a, a loophole for a, a, a newer brewery that um, she'd sent an email and I sent it to Chester and, and just with so many things coming in his inbox right now, he just missed it Yeah, and we could have got them in. So we did allow them. So we have 1,202, okay. um, but it was our fault. Yeah. Um, so we, we recognize that. So we couldn't allow them to enter everything. We mm-hmm. said, you can get to, it's a manual enter. So it does take quite a lot of time. And I'm like, you have to run and drop these off a direct tap like right now. And she was just like, I could hear her hanging up the phone phone and I could hear the scream even yeah. after she hung up the phone of just like pure excitement yeah. and I woke up at 2 in the morning with me like oh ding I could figure this out because I hate having that conversation because yeah. that would have meant I would have had to take their booth away at the event right and that right. breaks my yeah. heart like I don't want to have to have these conversations no. I love everybody in the industry let's all party yeah. together yeah. but the reality is, is you're running a massive event and it needs to have deadlines and I'll feelings I'll say from feelings. receiving the emails the uh, from our point the deadlines are very clear so Thank you for um, saying that. Yeah, so yeah. spread the word. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay. So going back to the beer judging process, yes. because there's 1,200 entries. Yes. So do you have just like a bunch of volunteers that help sort? Yeah. Yeah. So we have an amazing team of stewards, um, and they have been with us for years and years and years. So uh, they come together. Um, the rules are explained, like everything from like what not to do to wearing like no moisturizer with like right. scents in it. Um, Matt and Chester walk them through the process and we actually have um, Jill Plotnikoff. She's also uh, one of our uh, judging helps as well now. So quite a bit of a team um, that takes care of a lot of those things. Yeah. So yeah, double blinds and the team of judges are are paired up. You know, we've got some high ranked judges with maybe some people that are like a little bit less experienced, but we always have no matter what a high ranked mm-hmm. experienced judge right. managing every like judging couple. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, um, do you ever think that, I mean, we're obviously getting more breweries that mm-hmm. they're, you're going to just have to, I mean, obviously from our end, like to enter a beer, the, the actual fee to enter a beer is not that much, mm-hmm. but then doing the math based on like how many beers get entered, like yeah. it's a good amount of money, right? Yeah. Which obviously you guys need to run the event. Um, do you foresee yourselves just keeping having more volunteers more to be able to have more entries as more breweries open up or do you think that you'll start to limit how many beers people can enter yeah or? well there's, there's always those discussions like we're going to start limiting amounts per brewery um we'll get there at some point yeah. because we're going to reach max on our manpower um but we also need more judges so like if you think you have a really good palate or you know you you're just really into it go start the start yeah. the training and be a judge too right mm-hmm. like we need that extra help yeah. and um a lot of the people who do volunteer for stewards and work in the beer they they see it so they're like oh, I want to do that and they get involved mm-hmm. in it but then there's the other flip side of it it's just really hard to nail down a date for getting a BJCP judge um, right, exam right. run so yeah that's more of a Manchester side problem. of things yeah. <laughs> problem yeah yeah it, it's a thing it's a thing it's that a they thing. Uh, yeah. that they'll have to deal with because yeah. I, I, I look at it and I'm like holy shit like how could you even organize it Woof. right yeah <laughs> well because yeah, I mean I know when we're entering them so like it's very specific now that you we you got your your little label that says mm-hmm. your your um you know what category it's mm-hmm. in, but we print it out on cardstock so that it doesn't rip because it's going on. You fancy? Yeah, well, it's going on beer that's kind of like there's condensation and so like if yeah. I put paper on it, it might rip and we're double rubber banding it so that it doesn't fall off. I'm like there must be just a lot of fuck ups where like people get beer and there's like where the hell did the tag go? And, and it happens and that's why there's a system where people enter all the information online and yeah. we can go back and right. And, yeah. So I shouldn't yeah. be that paranoid about it? No, continue to do that. I think <laughs> okay. that that helps us Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. in case. And then when it gets down to the very end because I, I 
can't remember if the the brewery of the year is a fairly new thing, is it? Yeah, not? we started that a couple of years ago. And so, yeah. uh, as it probably works with any of the other events outside of the Canadian Beer Awards, have an interesting algorithm that they use to judge <laughs> Canadian Brewery of the Year. Yeah. Um, how does it work? We also have an interesting algorithm. It's a point system. Yeah. Chester's got the breakdown, and I think we posted about it last year, but it's based on, it's like a how many beers you enter versus how much you, uh, like your your placement for second, right. third, mm-hmm. and then it's just like a mathematical equation. Right. So if, yeah. you, if you entered three beers, but you got gold for all three, and you're you, probably going to be brewery yeah, here. Right. <laughs> yeah. But if you're a brewery that entered 10 beers and you won eight, but they're all bronze, you probably won't. No, because you, it actually yeah. is yeah. a deterrent. Takes or away deter- from... Um, it detracts from mm-hmm. from the equation if you enter too many right. beers. So interesting, Fuck. right? Yeah. You did it again, Jordan. Remember? Okay, so there's... You're just going <laughs> to win gold for everything. Hey, there You'll you go. You'll be fine. <laughs> Kev's got a really good video of me from last year. Yeah. Because um, we did really well last year. You did. You guys did so good. Yeah, we. I, I, I looked back, and I think we received the most amount of trophies, but we did not... We tied, I think, with uh, twin sales. Twin sales, maybe. Yeah, you yeah. guys were close. But yeah. we also enter a lot of, we enter a lot yeah. of beers. And... Um, and I, Kev was videoing me as you announced the brewery of the year. Because I thought it would be fun if we happened to have won. It would have been a great footage to have had wah, Jordan. Wah. Yeah. And so he has this, it's this, I wouldn't want to show it to anybody. <laughs> oh my God, I'm but seeing this after, right? The fa- it's uh, my I face. My, we'll it's my face. And it wasn't my face after, like, because 30 Fragrance like, won it last year. And, but I thought that, I'm like, oh, that might be us. And then when it wasn't, I was like... Fuck, yeah. and you could just see like yeah. I couldn't. I didn't know I was being videoed, so I didn't hide yeah, my yeah. reaction that well. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, 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 but it was it was fun. It was still a great event, and like the after party at Brew Hall was awesome too. Yeah. That was yeah. just a fun way to like because yeah. I remember we always used to try and figure out okay, well, not everybody goes from our mm-hmm. team, right? We're we're big enough that it's hard to get tickets for everybody. Yeah, you and guys travel as a posse. I love we it. do. We do like to go. I think feel like you guys made a rule. Uh, because we used to bring our whole team on stage and now you're not allowed to do that anymore. Um, but we would always like go to 12 Kings and meet up, but then it always felt weird because some people would go to 12 Kings, some would go to the official after party. Mm-hmm. And so it was just nice that there's a big space like that, that mm-hmm. allows everybody to go to. It was, it was great. Yeah. We had a really good time. Yeah. Can I plug the after party now? Yeah, yeah please We're do. We're going back to 12 Kings. Hey. We're actually going to have the entire, um, front and the rock center. Oh, and the rock center. The rock yeah. center is, is wonderful. It's great. DJ and, for yeah. the back room. It's, it's great. Cause be it's, like, it's like, it's yeah. like, it's like a weird. It's like weird. It's like a weird room, sort of. But Someone like, probably had a prom there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it. it's got like I mean that whole place is you know. A, I think uh, I encourage people to dress up like it is their prom. So hey, let's do that. There that's you go. great. Yeah. I mean it's ten year anniversary this year, so yeah. I think we should dress a there little, little fancier. Now. Well, I'm looking for that's great. I'm looking forward to going back to Twelve Kings. It's yeah. a good spot, and um, and I've got good memories from there. Of swing. It's actually seeing karaoke you're with doing you. Doing it wrong. You need to drink more. Oh, karaoke. Yeah. 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 Well, I remember we sang. Um, a, a Fleetwood Mac song, and yeah, it that been sounds a few like years ago. <laughs> yeah, a few years ago now. Yeah, at the uh, at the after party. Um, okay, Do you know cool. I have a motto about Fleetwood Mac? No. Every day I hear Fleetwood Mac, it's a good day, and it's pretty much like every day. <laughs> I used good. to. Well, and you're, can be, you can be in control of that because you can just put on Fleetwood but Mac. I don't even need to. Oh, I see it. Just, like I'm pretty sure yeah, it's yeah. playing upstairs right now. It's very well <laughs> it's might be. Very yeah. well be. Very well might be. So, what's your favorite part of organizing the BC Beer Awards? the bourbon and get to drink when everything is all said and done like I have a bottle so when teardown's done the team and I just take swigs from it and it's done we're in it everybody's like oh man that was so much fun yeah. and I'm just like oh I'm so glad that like everybody's happy and it's done and then mm-hmm. I'm just like yeah that yeah. was cool that was really fun yeah, and yeah. just like it's just everybody's got smiles everybody's yeah. winning everybody's celebrating yeah. everybody's hugging it's just yeah. like how cool is this I know I think like just from doing events myself in the past and like all the time you spend 
putting into getting everything. It's, oh, you know. know, it's it's stressful. It's, it's full so of anxiety. Yeah. Uh, you question yourself hundreds of times, if oh, not more, no, not to me, say never. like, why am I doing <laughs> or why am I doing this? This is not worth it, and yeah, all yeah. this stuff. And then when you finally either I find myself like doing whether it's our anniversary party mm-hmm. or my previous um, throwdown events that I've done, is like there's a moment usually right before that I'm like. I hate this. Fuck this. I don't want to be yeah. doing this. I wish I'd never done this. And then <laughs> about, really and then feel. about, no, but then what happens is then about halfway through, I go, I look around and I see everyone that's yeah. there enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and you just, you have that moment where you go like, fuck, this is awesome. You're like, yeah. I you know, do that. Yeah. yeah. And then when it's over, yeah. there's that relief feeling. And then you can kind of have that same thing. And yeah. like I said, having like, there's usually no better drink than the drink you have right at the end well, of because we can't drink yeah exactly the event, right yeah. and I, that's actually one part that upsets me the most is because <laughs> you guys all bring your a game with beer like yeah. all these other like random festivals yeah you know the core beers are what more of the breweries bring the seasonal stuff but yeah. you guys are bringing the weird shit and i can't have we any of it we shouldn't and tell her what we're bringing then ugh, are we bringing weird with- shit yeah, we're bringing yeah, some awesome I shit. can't drink it anyways, I'm sure. Oh, okay, um, sweet. Yeah, but actually, honestly, <laughs> some of my favorite things about it is knowing that, like, right after the first long weekend, I got a cabin hey, somewhere cozy, yeah. yeah. and I'm just going to disconnect. Nice. And um, this year, because I've, I've added on um, managing the sponsorship, because Liam um, moved to Penticton and oh, right. brewery, yeah. and congratulations, Slackwater, you guys are killing it. <laughs> um, so I've, I've been wearing that hat as well, so it's been extra busy for me, and my, my poor, dear, patient husband has been mm-hmm. doing so much extra, um, so I just told him I'm taking him to Mexico at Christmas. Oh, wow, awesome. Yeah, That's great. so a nice beach is in Wait. our future as well, so always has something to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, so yeah. in the madness of it all, I know there's something great that I've yeah. deserved, and this is yeah. this is all the hard work, and yeah. that's what's going to pay off. Sweet. That's yeah. great, because I know like every time we see each other, like you're always in a in a great positive mood yeah. but I actually avoid you like the plague on BC Beer Awards because <laughs> you always seem so stressed you thank have your you cli- clipboard. my little clipboard says yeah. coach yeah. and I'm just like looking for things yeah. to like fires and someone talks to me and uh nick um nick who's at p49 he was like chatting me through one time like nick i love you but i really gotta go right now and now he just does the same (laughs) thing he just knows that if i'm talking and i'm like gone mid-sentence he just like oh man it's gotta go deal with something and i'll just uh i'll hug her later when she's uh she's a couple old-fashioned deep (laughs) (laughs) what's the worst part of organizing it all of the questions <laughs> that people ask me that I definitely have communicated mm, out. Yeah. Um, and then, like, to be honest, like, I don't have anything really to do with the judging side of things. And I bless people because they, they come to me and they know I'm going to respond right away. But, like, I don't have any of the answers for judging. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, Matt and Chester, those are all yours. Um, I mean, yeah, it just it's tough because that's the most time-consuming part where I could be just, like, finalizing my floor plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these little finicky things but um you know ultimately in the end it's just people asking questions because they're they're not aware and their lives are pretty busy too and yeah. i just got to remember to have well, patience they, with that they're probably also because they also know you and they've known you probably for a while and, and amanda it, has all the answers well and it's just things. like they probably just yeah. assume like oh i'll just ask amanda because yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but but when that's coming from yeah. like a hundred different people yes then, yes yeah. definitely oh um and i mean please please stop asking me for tickets after we're sold out because we legit don't have any i will not do that <laughs> i will not don't we have do the it. wait list and i actually put a out of office responder on I my emails that. now to <laughs> be like you, if you, you have questions about tickets. certain things here's where you can find the answers because then yeah. I just don't I, I just yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. the time to respond no, which anymore is, which right. is great yeah. yeah I think that's a really good idea so a little and, move to keep my sanity no well and I think because people are probably all asking the same questions mm-hmm. right and um, I also think too and I maybe I'm 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 incorrect but based on my experience with some of my younger team here at Steel and Oak um People don't actually read emails that well anymore. <gasps> Shocking. 
And so like I and I I'm gonna throw him under the bus. Uh, our uh, our beer rep Jay Jay Schreiber. Oh, Jay. He's great. He's been with us since day one. And uh, he got me really good in Whistler. That's a funny he? story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll Tell talk about after. And uh, and so but Jay he, he's kind of like you. He's moving fast. He's always pretty upbeat. And he's he's just he he has all the good qualities of a of a beer rep. Mm-hmm. But I sent him an email. Because <laughs> uh, I'm I'm changing our prices of our wholesale beer a little bit, and oh, and heard it here first. Yeah, and okay. and uh, not too not too significant. No one will notice it out there, but just enough that like helps bring our costs in line. And and anyway, so I I had this spreadsheet, and I was trying to break it down for Jay and our other beer rep Anthony to make it very simple, kind of so just they could understand, you know what you know what when we're going to do a tap takeover, and Anthony's spending a bunch of his time. You know what are we actually mm-hmm. making off of that product that we're selling to them, and is it is it worthwhile, right? Mm-hmm. And so on the end of my chart, there is a, a little thing that says PPP, which is profit per product, and uh, it's I basically have how much we make off every time a thirty liter gets dropped, every time a fifty liter gets dropped off, and I'm like, well, they wouldn't know what PPP is, so in my email I write, and just so you guys know, this PPP means this, and PPF is or PPL is product or profit per liter um and here's the attached spreadsheet and like five minutes later he hollers at me he's like hey jordan what does that ppp mean i'm like like and then i question myself and i'm like is it not in the email i sent and then i can see the fear on his eyes and he's like oh i just opened the spreadsheet i didn't look at the email i'm like come on man (laughs) and so i'm sure that that is is happening because i i you know we're lucky kev deals with it all but i bet you a lot of breweries are just doing off the side of their desk and they're like, it's another thing that they have to deal with, that they yeah. want to deal with, yeah. but they don't pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's just so many moving parts to being a sales rep or running an event. And there's just, there's just maybe not enough time in the day to like yeah. retain all those tiny yeah. little bits of information. And like, you know, Leah and I laugh about the amount of times breweries come to us with like silly little questions. And I feel like sometimes we should like keep track of like the really weird ones and just like <laughs> here, share this with you. So we could like <laughs> yeah. laugh at each other's like, you know, this is what somebody asked me. It's like, oh yeah, well, I got this one for you. you yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some just weird stuff out there. Yeah. So tell me your Jay story. Oh, so uh, Jay and I met years ago at I think it was Beerlesque at the Roundhouse, another oh, event yeah. that mm-hmm. uh, Leah, Leah and I worked on. I think we worked on the first one. It's an second awesome. One it was an awesome. That event. was an awesome event. Yeah, yeah super fun. Um, my favorite part was when my husband dressed up in drag, but that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Jay and I were. We were just throwing coasters at each other, and that oh, has, yes. uh, you know, the, the coaster coasters, game, yes. the old coaster game. Um, that has just led into this thing now where um, whoever sees each other first at an event grabs coasters yeah. and, like, MacGyvers to be hidden so you can't see the other person or they can't see you, and just you just throw coasters at them. So I'm in Whistler. I'm outside at the Beacon on the patio. I go inside. I, I come to that first table when you walk in the door, and I'm chatting to some of you guys' team, and Oscar's there. And he's just kind of looking at me funny. And I turn around, and Jay's there, and I just stop. And he's just making it rain <laughs> coasters on me. And I just put my head down, and he just dumps them all on me. Apparently, he saw me coming, and he, like, flew over top of the crowd to get <laughs> coasters because he knew because I've won four times in a row so he really needed to redeem himself because he knew that if I saw him it was going to go down and that's why Jay is not going to be allowed coasters anymore (laughs) they're never stealing out coasters though. they're always other people's okay never mind then yeah yeah. but I mean I definitely got him pretty good this past summer yeah so it's it's our game so if you guys see either of us don't tell us you're going to ruin our fun I was just going to say that I've been I've been a bystander (laughs) 
in in one of these uh It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. It was terrifying. <laughs> we were we was in Victoria. Why is it meant we were like pulling up? By the no, tree? it was oh, before. Yeah, we were we yeah. were in Victoria. We were pulling up to Swans where we were oh, staying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay was driving. I no, there. I was driving. Yeah. And he saw you and he freaked out. No, he was no, he was sorry. He was driving. He saw you and he pulled the car over like so fast. Didn't even like all of a sudden he pulled the car over. Okay, this is unsafe. I don't out. like this. It was, it was unsafe. I was scared. And yeah, he pulled the car over. He jumped out of the car. He ran to the trunk. He grabbed these ones were stealing out coasters. We have a rule now. And then okay. he just took off. He literally just took off. And I was like, just sitting. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> but you can't ask questions because no. you can't take his attention away from no. the fact that he. And anyways, then he was back a few minutes later and filled me in on what was going on. And I was like, dude, that was crazy. <laughs> and I just, I didn't know what to think. So. Anyways. All right. So before you get into the last half of it, let's open a beer here. Sure. And then. Oh, uh, yeah. It is nice. Yeah. So uh, we, are you recording, yeah, Kevin? Okay. Yeah, well, perfect. we're drinking uh, Pandan from mm-hmm. Dagrad. Yeah. And it is a coconut porter seasoned with pandan leaf, and it is very good. Yeah. Uh, not that I would expect anything not good from them. Uh, this is Beer Life with Jordan Foss, sponsored by Gagrad <laughs> Brewing. I'll, I'll send Mitch an Ever email. been to Burnaby? No, I know that, but you should go. Um, <laughs> well, passing through. <laughs> the um, we It has a, a little, my, old, my business card tagged it, because as a problem that we have is we get lots of delicious beer brought to us, mm-hmm. and so it goes in the cold room, and it sits on the the shelf but then like we don't drink every day although i know people think we do um it's a way of life sometimes. yeah and but then yeah. it, it gets lost yeah. it starts and so every once in a while brian will be like you guys need to change we need to cl- clear out the cold room tag yeah. things you want mm-hmm. and things you don't we'll put on the shelf for everybody else to take and it's frustrating because you go through there and sometimes there's like the dagrad ones and, and the field house stuff is great because it lasts it's yeah. like it's normally like a farmhouse or something that actually tastes okay when it ages yeah but then there'll be like some double ipas from i, from I had one box yeah twin i had one the, the other day that was like a gigantic one that ben had brought up and right in, uh, when he came to it was like in january it, yeah, and it was like <laughs> it was like an other half collab beer. oh shit you didn't drink that <laughs> well it ended up on the shelf that was available See, so yeah. i grabbed it but it was definitely it was good Past its prime. but it was not at its peak but. yeah well because then you feel guilty you're like oh all that and i'm like oh man the <laughs> Ken brought these over and like now they're in the back of the shelf. I can't tell him that that we didn't drink them. But you know, it's a problem. I think he has the same problem though. I'm sure. Would we consider it a problem? I think. I mean, it's it. There's worth. There's definitely. We're talking real first world problems. Yeah, it's like you look at all the beer you have in the back and you're like, I'm rich, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The rest, the the tasting room staff's like, why can't we touch that shelf? There's no one drinking. Don't Don't touch it. Don't touch it. So this one had a team tag on it because I tagged it. I'm like, we should drink this with the team so that we uh, any beers. That like team Jordan, Kevin, and Amanda. Rah, yeah. rah. Well, I'll give it to the rest of the team after. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'll so. last. Anyways. That's divine. Um, but talking about Daggerad and how the success that they've had, this is a really good transition. I'm actually impressing myself right now. Okay, well, because my next question. You quit your day job. <laughs> I, I need to get paid. Uh, we don't have any sponsorships for the Not podcast yet. yet. Daggerad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in your opinion, being in the industry for as yeah. long as you have, are we in the best spot uh, that BC Beer has ever been in right now, in your opinion? I mean, we're in a really, really cool spot. I remember mm-hmm. when it wasn't this cool, and I remember when seasonals were super novelty. I think yeah. there's just so much going on. I mean, we're in a really good spot for what breweries are producing. I think we're in a really shit spot for how people are being loyal to breweries and like the whole ticking nature of like, I have to have a sip of this beer, and then I ticked it off. I've had it. It's like, calm down. Right. It's just beer. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think... That's, that's just... Ugh. 
it's kind of, I mean, it goes both ways, right? You're, yeah. you're super pumped that people are that excited about it yeah. and that they come in. But and they're like a little obnoxious about it and that's just not cool. No, and, and I, I see on online people trading vials of like, you know, vials. They get like vials. <laughs> they like fess yeah. up to serving size, guys. Yeah, they'll Gosh. have like they'll go to like um, you know, say they they go to other half or they go to yeah, you yeah. know Trillium or whatever, and there's like a draft only beer. And then what they'll do is they'll get it and they'll put a, they'll oh, vial it, fuck and off. then they'll sell the vial oh so that you God. can try it, some flat <laughs> oxidized beer. That's crazy. I just don't so want a friend like that. No, uh-uh. no, yeah. So it's crazy, and it but and we'll, I'll see it with our beer sometimes. It'll pop up on Instagram. I'm like, and someone will have been trying it somewhere else it obviously got traded and i'm like beer trades are super cool though yeah that's like the pen pals for the beer nerds that is awesome yeah and it's like and that's kind of old school too like that's been going on for years for a long time so would you going back to kind of like you know i I agree we're in a cool spot where the beer quality is is better than it's ever been yeah um but i guess to touch on what you talked about with this the ticking nature of that it's i think it's hard for breweries to understand um, what beers they should continually make. Yeah, because right? like, it's just, I don't know, it's just this weird thing. I mean, I used to work in fashion and we, we would trend like a season and a half in advance, but you can't mm-hmm. really do that with beer. No. Um, honestly, I was super appreciative of that flagship February that started last year. Right. I think we should mm-hmm. make a really big campaign this year to get on board and like get BC on board with that and just like help breweries promote the beers that pay the bills. Because yeah. I'm telling you, that milkshake, coconut, whiskey age, whatever is not going to pay the bill. Mm-hmm. That beer is going to cost you so much damn money, you're going to lose money on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, I mean... I Dagrad talks about uh, I mean when I'd been on the show I think you touched on it that like their best beers are their flagship beers because yeah. they spend the most time perfecting them yeah but I also understand that you know we're in an Instagram nature or Instagram kind of world now and people you know want to post what's new and what's cool and I even noticed like with our own traction on social media like you know I could post about um, our flagship beers and it's not going to get as much action as when I post about mm-hmm. something new that we have. You should put a puppy in the photo. I noticed, you know what? You're right. Puppy, puppy solves everything. I get the most yeah. likes on my Instagram when I have my puppy in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I should, we should get a, a You can dog borrow here. him. Can I? <gasps> Just get a brewery dog. Oh my God. Get you know what? Dog. I think we talked about it and I don't think Fraser Health cared for it. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They still have a say. That's well, like yeah. well, the whole thing with brewery cats because there's some places that do brewery cats as long as, yeah. yeah, they keep away the mice. But yeah, you can't well, be not in, to like, the actual production yeah. side of it, right. right? It's just the storage. Yeah, but a dog does help. Um, dog I, is best therapy too. Yeah, I noticed so, that Yellow you know. Dog totally missed the boat for the first couple of years because Mike was running the Instagram account. And it <laughs> fucking sucked. But now he obviously is paying somebody that's really good at it, and uh, they always post pictures of dogs. I'm like, this is great. This is yeah. definitely not Mike operating this anymore. <laughs> and um, but yeah, back to you know the the tickers. the tickers and mm. like. I will be shocked sometimes. Like I just posted about dark lager yesterday. I'm like, oh, it's dark mm-hmm. lager season, even though we have it all year round. And people are really into it. And I'm like, great. Okay. Buy a lot of it, please. And I will. I love that beer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and so I think it's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And I think that is the problem. It's a little like confusing and like conflicting as well. Cause you're like, uh, I yeah. want you to drink all the beers I put out, but like, I don't want you to be so nerdy and obnoxious about it, I guess. Well, I just want, I, I want to be able to have structures so that we yeah. can continually to perfect the beers that we know people like drinking. Yeah. And, but then I don't know what that is all the time because sometimes they want fruit in it and then it changes. And now it's, you know, it's something mm-hmm. different. Yeah. And, I also find that we'll get, you know, if our, our beer reps will make phone calls, people will just be like, well, what's new? 
right? Yeah, and, that's and like, tough. I wish they would just say, "What's what one are you the most proud of, or which one do yeah. you think would fit the best?" Yeah, and because that could be something new yeah. too, right? Yeah. Like it, it, but it's almost like they, you know, we could make just some put water in a can and be like, "It's new," and it's a <laughs> seltzer, and be like, "We want it." And, I and, think hard seltzers are supposed to be like uh, the next big yeah, thing. Yeah. I think so I noticed a lot of breweries in the U.S. doing them, and yeah. um, and so you know we're going that direction too now, I guess. But uh, seltzy boys. Salty boys, right? Hashtag salty boys. That's a pretty good. That's pretty good. Ah, uh, you should definitely right, do that. Starting it. Well, um, I'm I'm really hoping that crispy boys continues to be a thing because yeah, yeah. as a brewery that makes a lot of lagers, yeah, uh, it's great. about time that people come around. Yeah. I love a beautiful, well-made crisp lager or pilsner yeah. when you can get like that grassy herbal nuance and it's lightly yeah. fruited. It's like, mm, yeah. yeah, give me more yeah. of that in my mouth. We talk <laughs> about it all the time that like when you're in the industry, mm-hmm. you generally want a pilsner when yeah. you're drinking. Because we drink a lot, and I, I still suspect to this day the beer that like we're probably the most proud of at Steel and Oak is Simple Things. I drink so much of that. In so Whistler. I'm confident mm-hmm. that that beer is just being kept afloat by just industry people purchasing it. Because that is not a bad thing. <laughs> no, it's, it's great because we made that beer because we're like, I don't care what it costs. We're going to use these ingredients. We just want to make a pilsner that we want to drink, and that when we have collabs or people come over, we're like. And they're like, what beer should I try? You're like, try this one. This is the one that we mm-hmm. know that you will appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you are, you know, astute in, in yeah. beer tasting and you've had enough and you know yeah. what's up. Yeah. And I hope that it comes around. I, I, I get the, 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 the want for something new. It's exciting. Yeah. It's fun. And I mean, even, you know, in the early days when we were coming out with limited releases, you know, maybe once a month, it's awesome for the brew team in the yeah. back because they get to be you know, get a, a list of ideas and mm-hmm. everybody gets to be like, okay, well, what if we do this? What if we do that? Keeps the creativity going. Um, but I guess from a planning perspective, it's confusing as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and... Um, costly. Costly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, you know, our uh, we have a great designer, Sammy, but this whole new shift, we're keeping her going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, you know, yeah. like, it, it, it's, uh, you know, your design fees are up. Everything is, mm-hmm. you know, but... That's that's a that's a steel no problem. That's well, not a customer no, problem. And they and can tell me what they want, and and, yeah. and it also makes it. I don't know. It just it, it's it's exciting and it's fun to you got to have them. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I think in anything, not just beer, but if you're just doing the same thing all the time, you know, everyone's probably going to get a little bit just sort of. Like, it's a balance, right? Yeah, and that's where I think that's where even just from a consumer standpoint, balance it out. Yeah. Like, you know, keep your cores in your fridge, always have your go-tos, but yeah, try all that other stuff. And it's just like, I think maybe it is like, you know, the yelping attitude behind Mm -hmm. it all. It's like, stop reviewing the beers and just Just, enjoying the beers and sharing them with your friends. Like that's one of the big things that we used to do, you know, back to the beginning of our conversation was myself and Scott, Kristen, y'all, Monica and Daniel and Mm -hmm. and Katie and Graham, um, you know, all these like heavy hitters in the beer industry. Now we used to get together and just like have beer dinners once a month and bring beer nerd bottles. And it's like Nikassi and gigantic and all this stuff from the States. And we just share it, but we didn't like post about it. We just, we just, Hey, we're making tacos and sharing this. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, you know, it's like food. You share it with friends, like do the same with beer, but just don't be so aggressive on the internet about it. And like, yeah, Yeah. your opinion. Cool. Keep it to yourself. (laughs) I used to have a real negative attitude towards untapped. Like, Oh, I I, never, I never will. So I, I, in, never in the early days, like I just, I didn't even post our beers and untapped. Like I didn't, I just was like, I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. <laughs> and, and I also want people just to enjoy it yeah. and talk about it. Totally. And you know, the, but I used to get just hounded at the, if I was behind the, the, um, the bar, people, people were like, Hey, how come you haven't updated untapped to like put this beer in? And I'm like, well, cause I don't, 
I don't care about untapped. <laughs> and but now, um, then what was happening is we we're starting to get all these like people would enter in the information themselves because mm-hmm. you can do that, and it was all incorrect. I'm yeah. like, fuck. I'm like, you so know now what? You're forced to do well, yeah. That. So yeah. Kevin updates it, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, well, at least I want the info okay. And in all fairness, some of our like. We don't make decisions based on untapped at all, mm-hmm. um, but like our brewers will go through it and see if there's any, sometimes if there's any consistencies with mm-hmm. what people perceive the beer. And I think that is where I use it. Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Because, okay, so a great yeah. example is, so we had the guys from Blood Brothers out um, from oh, Toronto. Oh, they make nice beer, hey? They make great mm-hmm. beer, yeah. right? And so we were talking about um, via email. We're like, well, when you guys come out, we'll make beer and we want to make this really light stout. Right, like mm-hmm. a cold brew coffee for the summer, basically. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we want a cold brew coffee start. We want a four and a half percent, and we want it to be light bodied. Well, explaining that you want a stout to be light bodied because mm-hmm. you want to drink it like you would drink a cold brew coffee on a can is difficult. <laughs> and use your words, Jordan. Yeah. You got this. <laughs> and so, so it's funny because the untapped, like the untapped reviews, were always great. They're like, oh, this beer's awesome. Like, I'm glad these guys made this this coffee stout. It's a little light bodied. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. motherfucker, because we wanted it to be light bodied, right? But yeah. you can't, like, you're gonna just waste your time by by like telling them that, right? And but it also is great to understand perception of a beer style when you're going into it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that we can have the conversation if we're like, okay, we're gonna make, we want to make a light stout. You know, we called it a soft stout well, internally. We're, yeah. Um, next year Baby stout Yeah um, <laughs> And you know And we want it to be light body Because we want it to be Super crushable And, and Yeah And uh, But can we do that Because Will the perception be That this isn't the way That people perceive yeah. That that beer should taste like Right And it's the same thing With like hazy IPA Like we We make hazy IPAs and but we always make sure that it has a little bit more of an assertive bitterness on the finish. Yeah, because, yeah. We just released one with a bitterness. Too, yeah, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because we that. just we just internally don't like the the sweetness on the finish. So yeah. we make something that's juicy and then has a bit of bitterness to it. Mm-hmm. But the understanding that people that maybe were brought up on hazy beer, like mm-hmm. people that were are, are fairly new to to craft, mm-hmm. maybe like, oh, it's not. It it tastes. Too bitter from right. what uh, it's not I a chewy tangerine bomb. <laughs> yeah. What is this I, malarkey? I, I had a weird or sort of a interesting like sort of sidebar here, but like when we were at GCBF lab a few weeks ago or whatever, and we were pouring, we poured no hazy beers. We, we were just they were all clear beers. We were pouring our Parkade, which is the or West Coast West Coast IPA, IPA. Yeah. Yeah. but on our sign it just says India Pale Ale, and the amount of I'll say early twenty year olds mm-hmm. that came up and ordered the IPA. And they'd get it, and they'd literally, I'd pour it, and they'd look at it, like look at their friends kind of thing, and then it wasn't hazy. Yeah. And then they would, I'd see them take a sip, and they <laughs> would just be like, and they, and they did not like it, yeah. but it was just not, not what they were, because yeah. the hazy IPA has just been so massive for the last few years that if you're new to drinking craft beer, you may not think there, well, anything else that is those an IPA. West Coast IPAs yeah. are kind of yeah, got it was this beer industry totally, started for sure. in BC. Yeah, yeah, it was super yeah. interesting to see. But uh, I like that breweries are starting to make the West Coast IPAs again, and yeah. you're starting to see them. And, and a lot of the ones that have stuck around, like that have been around for, I mean, well, you know, I mean, at, at Central City, like yep. the that that original Central City IPA that you guys yeah. still do is mm-hmm. that's been around and 
takes this, us five yeah. and a half weeks to make that beer. Wow. Really? That's yeah. great. That's why that's why we have so many tanks. That's, that's, <laughs> cool. that's awesome that it takes out, you know, yeah. like, because you can, some people can pound these out in 10 days, right? Good for them. Right? <laughs> but but we, we always like, we'll can our IPAs at four weeks, but we actually sit on it for another week. So we yeah, don't really, and, yeah. and I remember um, I like that. when we started making hazy beer, because uh, that's what the people want. Oh, I used to read on the internet Flock, what's it, hazy like the hazy something? like the kids like it, and then yeah, the guy from the LCRB is like, "You can't put that on the internet." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, yeah." And um, hazy like the Instagrammers want it. Yeah, you're right. But that's probably more more like it. Um, but I remember Matt um, from Superflex telling me that he's like, "Our beer always tastes the best, like five to seven weeks." Totally. And so we delay it, and it just rounds out the sharpness that can happen mm-hmm. if it's mm-hmm. if it's too early, and. Um, but then it has to get off the shelf fast too, yeah. right? So we're we're cognizant out of the cooler because you want that yeah. beer in the cooler. Well, the cooler sure. shelf, yeah, yeah. 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 We yeah. Do, and we've we've Fridges. been talking about this because we are going to. You heard it here first. Well, we're going to release a. I mean, we don't have a flagship IPA. It's Steel and Oak. We've never really done it. Um, and part of the reason why we were doing all these limited IPAs is trying to just dial in what we really want oh, cool. ours awesome. to be. So mm-hmm. I think we'll actually stray away from doing limited release IPAs for a while, and we'll mm-hmm. come out with something that will be around long term. Nice. Um, and then we can let our brewers stretch their wings doing other cool shit in limited cans mm-hmm. um, and not just feel this, the pressure and the strain to try and reinvent a beer style every yeah. friggin' month, right? <laughs> and um, But... Going back to it, and it, this beer will be hazy with mm-hmm. a bit more sort of bitterness on the finish, but I like what hazy beer has done to get people into beer. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more approachable. It's IPA, a, it's a for new sure. market, right? Yeah. And I think you know, like you said, Kev, like when people come up, that's what they expect now, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is hilarious because mm-hmm. I remember when we used to make ESB back in the day, oh, and like I love an ESB. Me too, but <laughs> n- n- nobody that wants to spend money does. So um, people are afraid of ESB because it's unknown, and then if you say it's an extra special bitter, like yeah. oh my god, what too, is this yeah. thing? Yeah. I, I actually yeah. have a great story about ESB after. We'll talk okay. about it after because I do yeah. too. Which is okay. okay. So so but oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll actually go to my story right now okay, okay. this is what I was going to do okay. um, so I remember taking our ESB uh, we never filter any. we don't filter anything and, and in the early days we didn't even have bright tanks because we were just draft only so we just go off the fermenter and so sometimes the, the ESB would be a little bit cloudy oh right? dear yeah but I remember being at an event uh, at our local homebrew shop and we were judging uh, they were actually having to the homebrewers were trying to replicate ESB, and then we would judge which one was, was the that best. At Barley's? At Barley's, yeah. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Which is a great homebrew shop. Yeah. And, Plug uh, for New West. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a good spot for sure. If you're not in Vancouver by Dan's Homebrew, it's like, yeah. it's the spot you should mm-hmm. go to in the yeah. There's a couple sure. shops now in the city, too, which yeah. is great. And yeah, and they, they stock up great, too. They have all the right gear, so... Your life brought to you by Barley's <laughs> New. That's a good one, actually. Uh, yeah. That is sponsorships pending. <laughs> um, but I remember somebody being like, "Yeah, I really like your ESB, but sometimes it's a bit hazy for me." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And now, but hazy isn't even a flavor. It's just yeah, appearance, well, it's so that blows yeah. my mind. Yeah, yeah, and it still tastes it tastes the same. Yeah. And sometimes with the yeast and suspension, it actually tastes a little bit better. Ooh. And um, yeah. but it, it 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 always just. I was just like so frustrated that I'm yeah. like, we're just trying to make this as natural as possible, man. And, yeah. and maybe, you know, something got shook up. Maybe your growler got shook up on the way here. <laughs> but it, it uh, and now if it's too clear, I'm like, oh, people aren't going to want that. Like when we made that West Coast IPA, mm-hmm. Parkade, like normally we'll make, if we do a limited hazy, we'll do 50 heck and that'll be that. Mm-hmm. And, but Parkade, we do 30 because we know not as many people 
want West Coast IPA yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So your ESB story. Yeah. So it was actually like back in the day when there was just like a handful of beer nerds, like super passionate, you know, going to the whip every Sunday, having the cask and um, seasonals were like so few and far between. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. when we had like a ton of American beers up here as well. Yeah. Um, went to a barbecue at uh, Monica's house and that was the day that Red Racer released the ESB in six pack. Mm. Every right. single friend that came to that event that day brought it, brought that. Yeah. And I drank that beer all summer yeah. long. That yeah. was my beer. I was just like, yeah, I, want yeah. this my, I want this all the time. That was a great beer. Yeah. yeah. I remember that, that bluey, like gray yeah. can. Well, yeah. it's funny. If they, like say at that time, and this would have been even probably Novelty pre- for a seasonal is cool, well, man. And like yeah. even pre steel and oak, I think probably, yeah. but like, so it's like eight. Maybe yeah. So that was ago. out. But then think like, Every one of the breweries had an ESB. You yeah. know, like R and B had their blood al- or Russell had Blood Alley bitter. Oh yeah. R and B had the East Side bitter, is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. The driftwood would come out. I used to hoard it. So dank and bitter. Yeah. It was mm. awesome, yeah, yeah. right? And it still is. Yeah. I don't yeah. I haven't had I just, in a while. Yeah, I just had one because they're canning now, so yeah. I picked up a can of that. Yeah, I think it's around year round now. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it is funny to think like at that time, it's, I remember when Bomber opened, they opened with a flagship ESB. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I mean, Steel and Oak opened, we opened yeah, with yeah. a flagship but ESB. It's definitely uh, a Doesn't style. Doesn't Container Brewing have an ESB? Well, so I was oh. going to talk about that. Oh, because, this is fun. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. so we came out with... And, we're bringing it back. <laughs> What's well, funny? Full circle, guys. So we we had a West Coast ESB because it was our German brewer's attempt at making something West Coast, and so we dry hopped it. But it was like it was like a straight up ESB that was a little bit more aromatic. It was great. It was four and a half percent, and in the brewery, it was hands down our favorite beer. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we drank all the time, and it had this like wonderful cult following that once we packaged it did not follow into package product <laughs> like it, they just of course. we and we're not that big but we like to, to sell through a tank was almost impossible and so we're like well we love this beer and we get a lot of shit still for it. people are like why don't you make esb anymore and i'm always like because you didn't buy enough of it it's like the person who asked you to have a stout on tap in the summertime right they're disappear the moment yeah. you do it yeah and and so we so we're we're like, okay, we're going to transition ESB out. And at the same point in time, I see Central City changing like to copper ale. They're trying that was to, a different beer. But was it? The, yeah, the ESB is now actually our red IPA. But right. it went to the red ale. It's, it's had a few different mm-hmm. hats, yeah. but yeah, now she's that. back and forth. She's a tall girl. She's a red hmm. IPA. Yeah. She's multi. She's gorgeous. Yeah, well, yeah. so it's it's the name, right? Mm-hmm. It's the name yeah. that's, that's the problem. That's 100% it. That's, yeah. 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 And, then, and then I read, I, so I saw that... Um, Container Brewing is, uh, and and uh, I should have Dan on the show to talk about it. Yeah. They're coming out with, with their flagship ESB, and I'm like, all right, let's go. But then <laughs> yeah. there's the other part of me is like, should I call him and just let him know? Yeah. Well, he'll you listen know. to the episode. and Maybe he will. Maybe. Yeah, because I love an ESB. Yeah. I love an ESB. Yeah. And every time we bring our ESB back now is seasonal appeal because we think it's a cheeky name for people love it when it's a seasonal. Because uh, and we're bringing it back in a, in a couple yeah, weeks. Actually, yeah. I think well when this episode airs, it It'll will be back. Be out, yeah. And at the same time, we're actually bringing out uh, just a best bitter for the taste room only. Cool. Uh, Watch out. Yeah. So there'll be quite a few beers that no one really wants to buy a lot of, but everybody Fantastic. says to keep making. Yeah. Well, we keep that's our motto, right? Just, yeah. You know, do everything. But I, I hope that Container knocks it out of the park. I haven't had the ESB yet, but I hope that people buy the shit out of it. I think they will because their branding is super on point mm. and it looks different and nothing else on the shelf looks like what theirs does. And there's their, their beers are popping, I find. Yeah, good. Um, so yeah, well, I'm yeah, really looking I've forward yet, to those guys. I've yet to their... try them and visit them. Don't like, worry, your nearby. ESB will just be just <laughs> Everything fine. Everything will be fine. And the other thing too is if it's not and no one buys it, 
Don't worry. We no, will. No one cares I when will. you when you take it away and bring something new. Well, like five people care. <laughs> I actually um, I had a bet going with Dan because uh, he was a volunteer for BC Beer Awards last year. Yeah. And we were talking about the the brewery, and he's like, "Oh, we're going to be open by this time." And I was like, oh, "That's adorable. I bet you're going to be open past BC Beer Awards." He's like, "No, we're going to be open in the summertime." I was like, "Okay, handshake. If you're open." In the summertime, I'll give you a free booth to BC Beer Awards. So really? Took that guy's money. Good. Good. Yeah. I hope <laughs> won that bet. I hope his ESB wins Beer of the Year. Yeah. Just so that we can start making beer. Should ESB. we do side bets? Of what? Of who's going to win Beer of the Year? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, beer of the Year. Like right now? I'm sure. After this? No, I'm, I, no let's fucking I'm do it I'm a big fan of side bets. Can so we do much, it now? What's the way? Are you allowed to? Are you allowed to say what you think? Will like? Well, I, I don't have, know any beers that have entered. And we also the judging so, it starts tonight. I think the, when we're judging, recording. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Scott's so excited because he could just walk there from our house. I mean, are we okay? So I think we have to set the thing though. I mean, do we just like? Do we both? just say they get the, that if the ESB is entered and it wins an award, we all just go out and do a shot of whiskey together? I'm into that. I will definitely do that. Because I think sure. we're all on the same side. Yeah. Like, we want them to win something? I definitely. Right. Okay. I oh, definitely so that, okay. want that. Now, I haven't tried Got the ESB it. yet. So we're going to make Dan pay for the whiskey, though. <laughs> yes. Sure. Dan, you're here to hear first. Okay. And give us a flat of ESB. All right. So this is yes. if e- the Container Brewing ESB wins... Anything. 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 Okay. Sure. I think we should Why just not? be broad with it. As long as they're not in the same category as Steel and Oak. Well, they can win, like, a bronze and we'll get... Okay. So, yeah. No, I think we should definitely do that. I like that. Okay. All right. I mean, Dan should probably have some whiskey with us too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll do it. Sure. Okay. Why not? You heard it here, Dan. BC now Beer I'm, Awards will pay for the bill. I'm going to text you to make sure that you download my, my <laughs> podcast one person at a time. <laughs> hey, hey, we're doing all right. Um, we're doing fine. The uh, okay. Well, who do you like? Who do you think's gonna? Who do you think's gonna win? I mean, that's a loaded question. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, like, there's so many brewers out there that just do so many things that I'm like, oh, that's my favorite from them, yeah. or like, I love what they do here, like, you know, the Lupulo yeah. Slowpore Pilsner right. just makes my heart yeah, sing, yeah. and like, yeah. I want that to be like beer of the year, but I can't yeah. say any of these things because I'm not in charge of judging, and I have, you know, <laughs> no. I, I mean, but I think, you know, I want Red Racer to win a bunch of stuff, but like, I, yeah. I work at a brewery well, and I stay yeah. away from judging, and that's the so. thing, like on, on our end, I mean, if we're guessing who's gonna, or if we're Picking who's winning Brew of the Year, obviously, I think we're Jordan and I both I are going to everybody both going to say Steel and Oak because yeah. well, I would, mean, I would like that to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think, but I also I am also a realist in like yeah. we do enter like we enter. I think how I mean we enter a decent amount of beers because well, we have a lot of beers and we are also proud of a lot of all of you our should you be. know you like make yeah. wonderful beer. Yeah, I, I mean every any time like when we won for Simple Things Pilsner at the Canadian mm-hmm. Brewing Awards, I think that's always the most proud well, that we are validating, right? Yeah, we win we win Dark Lager at everything all the time. Yeah, and so but we didn't win at Dark Lager at BC Beer Awards last year, so I'd like. That's a, that's always a weird one. Get a, get a comeback. Know, okay. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, though, like we've our assistant brewer chef uh, Brian, he runs our IPA program, and he's really dialed it in real well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'd like. I mean, we won for uh, a pale ale last yeah. year, yeah. and a fruited pale ale that we did. I think so. We've yeah. never won anything for IPA. Granted, we've never really entered a ton. No. So it'd be so well, that's actually um, something I always tell breweries that they're going to enter beer. I'm like, don't enter into IPA because that is our. Our, our Highest, biggest category. Yeah. Yeah. So the chances of you winning anything is nothing. If you're going to enter, cool, sure. Send me the thirty bucks. That's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, I love all your IPAs, yeah. but it's just it's high competition. Yeah, it is, you know. And I did notice that bit on the the Leah's um, podcast where you guys talked about um, categories and stuff with BC Beer right. Awards. It's like, you know, we can only do so many categories based on what's entered and based on the style. Yeah. So we might have a few more this year. We might not. It depends. Yeah, yeah, when things get lumped together, different yeah. too, which is, you know what? We broke uh, out hazies. Last yeah, which is year, great. Which is yeah. cool. So mm-hmm. and I never know. I mm-hmm. actually think that the the Beast Bureau does a pretty good job of when they group things together, right? Thank like you. I can understand that, like 
you know, we'll enter, there's probably not a ton of amber lagers getting entered mm-hmm. anymore, right? But yeah. we still have red pilsner, and so we entered it in there. But it always gets, it'll get lumped into a broader category. And But I always think that it makes sense, yeah. you know? And um, and so I actually think you guys do a, a good job um, of that. And even the judging notes, um, I've gotten some real weird judging notes from <laughs> some, from some not, not, I don't know about the BC words because Eric reads those, and I don't actually pay attention to it a ton. Yeah. Um, but there have been a few awards that we've entered where the judging notes are like, I remember we entered, um, and I don't want to slag them. So we entered into a, we entered into a, a competition that was very highly regarded mm-hmm. and we got a silver for our simple things in the Keller beer category, which is an unfiltered Pilsner. And one of the comments we got back was this beer tastes great, but it's a little cloudy for a Pilsner. <laughs> and I'm like, if you uh-huh. look at the BJCP like it's yeah. it's yep. allowed to like come on right yeah. and mm-hmm. to the point where when we entered that same beer into the world beer cup which i really like because they're they bring judges in from everywhere yeah that's super cool i like that part so too. and they're they good they tell you so that beer made it into the final judging round which is great that means it did really well and one of the comments was it's a little bit clear and the <laughs> reason being was because when we ship it we have to ship it to colorado and everything will settle yes, right of course and so when we shipped it to this other competition... I can't wait to find out after this is over. We, we shipped it upside down so that the, everything would still be in suspension mm. and so that it wouldn't clear out because we entered it in the Keller beer category. Right. And um, anyways, but <laughs> on the flip side of that, when you have 1,200 fucking entries in a BC competition... Yeah, I know, right? Being a, you know, it's no wonder the World Beer Cup limits you to four entries. Yeah. It's... it's uh, or three, three or four, but like... There's no, there's always going to have to be a little bit of wiggle room that's not perfect, yeah, right? Totally. And and um, but I generally think that the beers that do win, I'm like, I've had that beer, it's great, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And um, and so I, I think that the BC Beer Awards are doing a great job, and that's not just me blowing smoke. I, if it was Chester here, I would, because he's in charge of judging. But <laughs> we already have our booth fee, and, can't and be bought. <laughs> no, yeah. we, none of us can be bought. <laughs> um, Closing kind of the conversation, if there was any, and I ask most people this, if there was any advice that you could give to somebody that is thinking about getting into beer or thinking about get, opening a brewery or even just getting mm-hmm. into the industry at all, um, based on your experience, um, what would that be? <laughs> well, if you're going to open a brewery, I say take the brass neck model and take it somewhere where there's not a brewery. Like, you know, being from Kidman and Prince George and, uh, you know, I get to go up to Prince George with work now and like there's a couple of breweries up there. They're killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's super cool. Vancouver saturated, the lower mainland saturated, you know, Brewers Row saturated. Find a little pocket and go there, but also make sure you make good beer because mm-hmm. the last thing you want is those people going to your brewery and be like, this beer is great. And like, then you have an experienced beer person go there. And it's like, this is all crap. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like, know what you're doing. Do your bit, do your research as well. And like for anybody who wants to get involved in the beer industry, and I get that question all the time, like, can we sit down and have a chat about, you know, being a beer rep? Can I buy you a beer? It's like, actually, no, we can have a phone call about it because I don't really have the time for that. But, um, it's really do your research, get involved, um, go out there, get to know people. Um, you know, if you want to run an event, like Leah said, go see all these other events, go, go do them, um, go volunteer with them. Um, or maybe just don't because Mm -hmm. as a person who works at a brewery, it's event season and we're all exhausted. Yeah. And it's like the last thing we need to do is get paid an exposure dollars. Cause it's, uh-huh. it's tiring sometimes, uh-huh. you know, as much fun as it is going to Whistler and, and, you know, throwing down our new hazy and our blonde ale, like it is, it can be exhausting. Yeah. So, um, 
uh, do your research. Um, but then also just remember it is beer and it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be super uppity. And, you know, yeah, don't forget it's all about community. As well. <laughs> I don't know if you were joking or not. Because it is all about community, but I often see that that word gets used a lot yeah. from breeds that aren't about community. Yeah, um, we know who you are. We know. No, it's 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 all good. I, yeah. I, I think that's the neat thing that craft beer, or, or I'm trying to call it independent beer now, because we're yes. talking about the craft, and I, and I, I personally don't like the term either. Because um, so, you can't define it, and people and try to, and I'm just like, eh, you're wrong. But the yeah. other part is, is like, don't go into it thinking you're going to make money. Because that's just not really what it's about. No, you just have to be, you have to be into it, right? And you passionate gotta be about into it. it. Yeah. And you want to really live in, breathe it. Yeah. And because I see that there's like, there's obviously breweries that are opening up with, that are like backed pretty heavily, you know, from, from bigger corporations yeah. that are financially backed. And I don't know if they've looked through everything yet yeah. to be like, oh, well, this actually may not make sense to mm-hmm. pay our investors back as fast and right. as much money as they think they're going to right. make. Yeah. Um, because I think often people's judgment gets clouded because it's a fun industry. Yeah, they look so, at us and they're like, you guys are having so much fun. It's like, we are, but we're also like, uh, got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> and, it, and I will say, it is, it's a fun, and doing shit like this and, oh, yeah. and seeing this each is other great. is fun. But <laughs> yeah, right? But it still has the same stress of any other mm-hmm. job. And Maybe more so, depending well, on what your role is within the industry. Because, you know, right. I have different roles. and you I, know. I think so. Like, I, 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 I didn't realize this getting into it. And I wouldn't recommend it to a brewery opening now. Like you said, I would recommend going that, that brass neck tasting model, but being in a location that's walkable. Yeah, own your community yeah, in, can, your, in your area. I yeah. see breweries opening up in, in places that aren't even walkable. And yeah. they're like, oh, we're in a tasting room only model. I'm like, how the fuck are people going to get and, there? And I don't, yeah, where are you? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I mean, like, maybe Uber and Lyft will change that shit. I doubt it, though. Like, it's yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's still, like, in your if you're in a bur- the suburbs, too, you have your community-based you're reliant on the people that live near you. Yeah. On those. Be nice to them. Yeah. <laughs> on Don't those, be a dick. On those rainy, on those rainy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, right? Yeah. Don't be open those days. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good, yeah. yeah. But if you're getting into like, if you're like, oh, I'm going to open one of these things and open it larger and do wholesale, I would just tell you to stop right now. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing that I've learned is that like, you're running a hospitality industry. You're running mm-hmm. a hospitality business. You're running a logistic logistics business. You're running a manufacturing company. Mm-hmm. You're running these all these different businesses mm-hmm. under one thing, and it's fucking confusing. Yeah. And do you have a social life? Do you want to add that in? The- <laughs> no, I have children, so I definitely don't have a social life. He's like one social outing per. Yeah, I, is this I'm, it right now? This is this your- is my social outing. <laughs> I have to use work time to do it. That's why he always cracks beers at yeah. nine in the morning. Yeah, exactly. It's like- 11 at oh, this yeah. point. Sorry. It's fine. But uh, fine. but I think that there's room for there is room for great beer. Mm-hmm. But yeah. having great beer is the entry point now. Yeah. Um and you know people always be like, "Oh, I give a brewery, you know, 6 months to die. I'm like, "No, they have to be it's fucking got to be dialed when you open the doors." See, I'm not I'm that person who waits yeah. a couple months. But I also married well, I married a judge, right? Like so Scott's a yeah. judge, so like for us going out together, it's like Sometimes we'll just, well, we'll so, just wait a little bit. And also, we don't like lines and things being busy, so we just wait until it dies true. down well, a little bit. And I want to go in and I want to be able to talk to that person behind and yeah, be yeah. Like, hey, yo, what's up? Well, and I personally agree. Like, I won't go to a Newbury right away. The day of opening? Right. But I think well, there's that people use that as an excuse when somebody goes to the brewery on opening day. They're like, ah, it wasn't that good. Like, we'll give it six yeah. months. Well, I, I feel like you only get one shot now. There's good enough, there's enough actually, breweries yeah. around that you get one or maybe two chances. Mm-hmm. And so... If you're opening and you're like, this is our, this, like, that's your chance. There's not as much forgiveness now 
as there once was, right? Like I remember in the early days, Steel and Oak, like we ran out of beer right away. And then uh, the next summer we had like the most boring tasting room lineup because we couldn't keep up with with the sales of a couple of our beers. So our lineup got super skinny. We literally had three beers on tap. But like it was still early days um, in, in the whole boom. So people gave us some, they gave us a break. Yeah. They were like, you know what? We had a good time. You know, they had a guest tap on and we had literally had four beers available and, and, but they gave us a break. But if you opened a, a new craft brewery now or independent wow. brewery, that was taste room only. And you had four beers on tap. People would not go back. You know, it's interesting that you said that. And I think maybe some of those people who are about to open a brewery and they have plans to open a brewery, but they are brewing at another brewery space and getting their beer out in kegs and cans might actually be onto something because they're not going to be Mm -hmm. in the position where someone comes in and says, oh, those were crap. They've actually had the ability to dial it in before they open a door. Kind of market testing. Yeah. 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 I mean, in in, neighborhood brewing, I'm looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the model, we've we've talked about it on on previous podcasts. Don't ask me for tickets, Mike. Of just the, you know, quote unquote contract brewing or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think as we, I think talked previously, like we were talking to Henderson and, you know, there's different, there's the, there's different models and different ways to do it. And I think there is something to that sort of being able to sort of test the market, um, in a way. And there's a, there's a difference between guys like, like Mike Hoggill from Yellow Dog that is open neighborhood in Penticton. Yeah. And And wants to do it himself. And yeah. And he has a a, a recipe. He has a space, right? These, there's going to be a brewery there. Yeah. Or paying for a recipe to be created. Yeah. And, and and, I mean, Adam and Matt at Superflux is the same deal. Like they're, they're going to have a space. Like this is just a a stepping stone to, you know, to get there. Right. And, and I, I think that, you know, it doesn't have to be black and white. There can be gray area. You know, we're, we're all... Same with styles of beer, though, too, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's... it's oh. I, I think it's an interesting... It's, we're in an interesting transition time, I think, with, yeah. with where this yeah. whole thing is going to actually, you know, find itself in another five years and, and who's still going to be kicking around and what beer styles are going to be popular, how the whole industry is actually going to work. And we can see it happening in the U.S. a bit. And I go down to, to CBC and I listen to, like, the trends talk about yeah. where beer is in the U.S., and I'm always like, originally, I'm like, oh, we're five years behind that, right? But we're not now. We're like it's, it's, in BC, it feels like it's accelerated, right? Okay. Yeah. So, like, we used to be, maybe like two years ago, we'd go to the talk, and they'd be like, and this is what's happened in the U.S. And then, you know, a couple years later, we'd start to see that in BC. But I find now we're almost becoming at par with what's happening in the U.S. Well, and we're so close to them as well. And I think so many of the people from down there are friends with our industry. Yeah. So, like, we just, I think... You know, we're the Republic of Cascadia. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I think you can thank, like, and that's that we, you know, we talk about some a lot of the issues with social, like, you know, with mm-hmm. Untapped and sort of like things like that. But some of the benefit, though, is the connection that it's created between, mm-hmm. you know, having friends and stuff in these these beer scenes that are a bit more established, like in time, whether it be in the West Coast, you know, mm-hmm. California, Oregon, whatever. But like, I think part of the reason why we're a little bit more on pace is because it's there's just so much more information being shared yeah. um, among those breweries that then like it, we don't have to feel like we're behind the times or whatever it's not like we're no you're right you don't have to rely upon somebody coming up to a bottle share and be like I had this and you're like yeah, oh yeah. that's interesting yeah. mm-hmm. through the channels yeah. people are already following I mean even you know even our breweries yeah. we're following all the the important breweries in the U.S. Yeah. are people that we yeah. look up to or, or, or think are yeah. doing cool shit. Mm-hmm. And so we're well aware that this hard seltzer thing is coming through. Right. Not that Steel Nook's doing it, but like it's it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's coming through. I mean, we and said we're never going to make IPAs, so. 
I just, okay, so Stealing I got. I don't know if I said this before, but I never. I, people think you said it. I people think that I said <laughs> that Steel Oak would never make an IPA, which is bullshit. Okay, and I never said that. Um, the fact that we made it, said it probably. The fact that we made it five years without having a flagship <laughs> IPA. But I remember having this conversation with Adam Henderson uh, from Superflux. Bef- well, before Superflux, when he's at Copper, just doing Copper and Theory shit. Like having back that, they had machine brewing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It was back yeah. back when they were cool. No, and um, <laughs> they're always cool. Yeah. And they, I remember we were at Tangent Cafe and we we're having a meeting. I can't even remember. I love that place. Yeah, it's great. That's yeah, good. Uh, great breakfast, I, by the way. Just like really, in case you want to go for breakfast on the drive, Tangent Cafe mm-hmm. is like hands down one of my favorite spots. Right. Generally, you can get in. It's a cozy space. Great food. Love those guys. Beer Life brought to you by Nate Coley and Tangent Cafe. <laughs> uh, Nate Coley, Ben Coley, Dagrad, Tangent. I think we have a winning combination of yeah. sponsors you know what? here. Guys. I think so too. This is fire, great. We'll fire yeah. off an email after yeah. this. Ben I've already will, done it. Ben will literally tell me to fuck off <laughs> to my face. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're meeting. And I'm like, oh, what would you think? Like, because he was obviously selling our beer for us, in, at that time in Alberta and on the island. And mm-hmm. like, what would you think if, uh, like, do you think people would be confused? Like, if Steel Nut came out with an IPA, you know, we're so German. He's like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> like, you guys, you, you guys it's internally you. <laughs> have yeah. this mentality that you're a German brewery, and maybe people in the industry, like, they're like, yeah, Steel Nut, they make good loggers, and they're German guys. They the, yeah, they got the, yeah. the German guy. And, but nobody cares anywhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, so just make a fucking banging IPA. Just make a beer, man. Yeah. Just and and so beer. I think we overthink it so much that yeah. it really is, 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 it's a confusing industry to be in, but what we're actually making is fairly simple. It's just mm-hmm. like make beer that you're proud of that you yeah. think if somebody that you look up to yeah. came into your tasting room yeah. and was like, I want to try any of these beers on the board that you'd be like, yes, I'll be proud to give you these beers. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, and then the rest is just the details and hiring the right people to make the right decisions and the shit that you don't know what to do. Yeah. Actually, and, actually, one of my favorite parts about being in this industry is when you go to a new brewery and you do tell them about the beer that you love. Like, I'm going to give a shout out to Wild Eye for their Czech Dark Lager right now. I haven't been out there yet. Oh, I haven't been out there yet, but I got to drink a couple of their beers at the beer festival in Whistler. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm, yep, I want this all the time. Yeah. They were so kind. They dropped off a couple extra beers um, yeah. for the Creative Industry Awards for BC Beer Awards. And I just... I was like, oh, these are for judges, but I'm going to take that four pack of that <laughs> yeah, those guys are, and keep it in my fridge. They're doing those good are right mine. now. They were, we were next to them at GCBF. They won. They won. Um, well, they won the, the People's the, Choice the heavyweight. at Whistler, yeah. yeah, which is great. Yeah. Congratulations, Waldai. Yeah. Um, Although, if you beat us in the dark lager category at <laughs> BC Beer Awards, you motherfuckers are dead to me. Let's do more side bets. <laughs> that what? Off air. Okay. Because okay. we love them and we love yeah. you. And I don't know them, but they're dead to me if that happens. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I feel no, like I we started a rivalry. I do want to know. Whatever. That's... They're a North fan. They got enough rivalries of their own. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's shit. True. Yeah. I can barely get out of New West, so I'm not going to North Van anytime soon. Um, but I, when I do, I will go there. There, there you go. And to the House of Funk. Oh, those guys are awesome, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Norfan is so cool right now with what's going on. All these new breweries doing super fun, cool things. It yeah. is. And it's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, um, we have a, a real estate agent that's working on something else for us right now that lives in North Van. And all of the, all of the properties he has are all rezoned for breweries. And wow. that's all he's shopping him to. So I can, I mean, maybe to the chagrin of, of House Funk Beer and, and uh, Wild On, all the other the cats over there, like, they're going to be more breweries going in They're going to, like, beat Victoria for the per capita of breweries. Wow. Per, yeah. in, it's going to come fast. But the price per square foot is insane. Is it? Yeah. Mm. So they know, they recognize that, like, that lower Lonsdale, North Van area is... is People is got the be, money over there, though. They are, they're coming. Yeah. They'll drink all the beers. But they just like need it. to change the laws so you can actually have a proper beer yeah well they're like a sleeve i talked to 
to Darren from from House of Funk because mm-hmm. um, we were borrowing some equipment from him, and he said that their lounge endorsement should go through pretty soon. Oh, so hopeful. I think it's coming. So which is great. Yeah. Holy shit, we went long in that last yeah, question. Yeah, yeah we was we there did. a question even? Yeah. Uh, I think it started with something, but then you know we talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that, Kevin, thank you. Uh, I want to thank Amanda Berry. Amanda uh, Berry Butchards. Right. Oh fuck. Sorry, I Scott. A guy. Sorry, Scott. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is brutal. I'm gonna have to apologize Just to his say face it, now. Say it slow now, and then okay. I'll insert it at the start of the podcast. Oh, that would oh, be lovely. That's great. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. We'll edit it in. Okay. Uh, I want to thank Aman- Amanda Berry Butchart. Butchart. Fuck. I want to thank Amanda Berry Butchart. Yes, just like the garden, but no, ah. no question mark. I want to thank Amanda <laughs> Berry Butchart, uh, wife of Scott Butchart, <laughs> a wonderful welder and human being. Yes, uh, fabulous person for being on Beer Life with Jordan Foss. 